um, the first character was, what's her name? I thought it was Yesenia, but then later on, they were Yesenia. like, oh, they called her Lagerda. Hello, guys, gals, binary pals. It's JP in E.T. Coming, hey returning 10 months later. <laughs> it has been 10 months? It's been, it was last November. Oh, no. We are going to be more. We're going to make up for it. Regular. Um, happy COVID still. Yep. Happy almost two year anniversary to COVID. Yep. We're still in this panorama. Um, still depressed. Still fucked out about things. But you know what? We get through. Yeah. And we have this. I don't even know how to explain this one, guys. It's, guys. <laughs> it is a cluster fuck. Like. It's. You know us here. You may know us on the Tarot Root Girls Do podcast. So if you're on both podcasts with us, you know that we haven't had anything good to say in a while. Yeah. And I have to tell you, we don't have anything good to say now either. And I apologize. I do have something good to Well, no. I only have one good thing to say. I ha- Wait, do I have anything good to say? No, I don't. Okay. We have a okay. couple good things to say. Okay. Okay, so first off, it's Hurricane Season by Fernanda Melkor, and this is a translation from a Mexican author, um, recently translated, because I did my best to try and get something that you couldn't have possibly read yet. Yeah. Um, And the good thing, the thing that I like about this is it reminds me of Leslie Neca Arima's Mm -hmm. um, story about behind BB was a woman, a, woman, a, a father. father. So yeah. it takes this to a really horrible, sad, depressing extreme. Oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to swear so much this podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's really bad. It's not that it's bad writing, which, you know, she could put in a fucking period every now and again, but that's neither here nor there. I'm going to give you some warnings. There is non-con. There is um, violence. There is um, very anti-gay, anti-gay, anti-woman, anti-woman, um, sexual um, pedophilia, pedophilia, bestiality, rape. Wait, wait, what? Bestiality, madam. I did not see that in this book. Well, let me Granted, I started it and ended it in, a, in like two hours. Holy fuck, Knuckles. So, <laughs> I feel like we didn't read the same book. Or maybe I didn't read it with a fine tooth comb. Because my problem with this book, let's get back to this not period thing. Go for it. There were no periods. And it was kind of stream. I guess it was supposed to be a stream of consciousness the and entire I time. That. I love stream of consciousness. I hate Catcher in the Rye. Okay. I love Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's how my mind thinks. It's so abstract and then Mm -hmm. it pulls it together. But with this, I had such a hard time reading this because it had no period. It it had two periods in one page. The rest of it was semicolons or um, commas. And so it had it. I had to reread and read and reread pages because I just couldn't follow the flow of the story because of the style of how it's written, especially grammatically. So it it took me a long time to like figure out that, oh, each chapter is about a different person 
and each chapter is about that person and their family and stuff that happens to that person and all that stuff so it took me a while to figure that out and i'm uh-huh. a, I, guys i'm an avid reader literature reader like i can break down a story you know and mm-hmm. this was like fuck you you can't read shit i know like, actually this is the first book in like five years that there was a word that i didn't know I Which was word? Like, oh, I wrote it. I wrote it. Simony. The buying or selling of an ecclesiastical privilege. So Ooh. buying a pardon. Buying a pardon, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's like, I word. haven't, yeah. So yeah. I would never, and even being like Catholic, I never came across that or not. I've never heard of Former it Catholic. Yeah. But yeah, no, it took me until chapter three to get really to the flow of it because it kind of reminds you of Shakespeare. Like you don't know how to fucking oh, read a play yeah. until like five to 10 pages and you're like, okay, I'm getting it. But she also doesn't in some things she's so explicit with what's happening yes and in other things she skirts it she skirts it the bestiality was skirted he was good i'm glad i didn't catch that yeah he was talking about how um he was trying to satisfy his sexual urges and it wasn't until he found porn um it was uh brando brando oh yeah i remember brando's story like he was because he was gay and he didn't want to admit that he was gay. Yeah. Because he was in love with what's his name? Louise May. The, yeah. And so, so he was yeah. trying to satisfy his sexual urges. But I actually, I didn't see that. I skirted over that too. Yeah. Um, she had mentioned, or the um, Melkor had, had written it that, you know, he was watching porn, but it wasn't until he saw a clip that wasn't supposed to be there, almost like it was spliced badly because mm-hmm. it was all knockoff, like mm-hmm. underground fake porn. Or not fake porn, but not mass-produced. So he said that there was a clip with a young girl with a great Dane. And oh. that's what got his rocks off. And he would watch that over and oh, over. Uh, over and over again. And he oh, would find no. the neighborhood dogs and masturbate to them. Oh, poor Brandon. Like, not, not... I mean, like, poor him in the sense that that's what he's attracted to. And society is not going to accept him or that or any of that. I mean, like, poor and him. And they like, shouldn't. He ha- <laughs> they should I not. I am... <laughs> And it's stuff you can't condone. Yeah. But you can't entirely hate them either. Exactly. Exactly. So I feel sympathy in that, like, this is going to be his struggle for life kind of thing. But I don't feel sympathy in the fact that he likes that. You know what I mean? But, like, sympathy in the fact that now he's othered himself in a way that's, like, way off the beaten path. And then, what's his name? Whatever his name. Louis May. Oh, God. Him and that 13-year-old. I was just like, what the hell? So if I did my math correctly, he's two to three years older than Brando. And Brando ended up being 19. 19. So Luis Me is 21, 22, fucking this 13-year-old. But he wasn't, though. Because yeah. remember, she was abused heavily by her stepdad. But Ran- he still had sex with yeah, her. Yeah, he still had sex with her. Yeah. And how, yeah. like... Okay, so one thing that I do appreciate is that I was very worried within the second chapter, or maybe it was the second or third chapter, I thought it was going to be repressed transsexual goes on a rampage because of their repressed urges. I was really worried that that's how they were going to treat it. I didn't clock that, like no? that okay. she was a transsexual until like, um, God, what's the one that had the getaway car with a lame leg? Moonroe. Moonroe. When Moonroe was like, when he went for the first time, to get cleansed. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this whole story starts. It starts with a witch. 
I should, we should start there. Though maybe we, we should sh- start from the beginning. Yeah, we should start from the beginning. <laughs> we apologize. See, and now we're doing it too. We are not apologizing. Stream of consciousness. Ha. <laughs> Let's start with the beginning. So we start. This with story starts with witch. a witch. Um, the witch who is a whore and a slut and lives up the hill and has a daughter. We're introduced to the witch's daughter. And the witch's daughter is at a certain age. And she has now stopped the, put a stop to the villagers um, taking advantage of her mother. And they have to start paying for shit. My note simply says that this is a lot of baseless accusations. Yes. If my husband died and I was alone, I too would fuck a statue and save myself the hassle of romantic love. Yeah. Like, if I was a uh, witch... They didn't even know she fucked the statue. They just said she did, which was so funny. There's this statue... But okay. also, how judgy are y'all? I know. Come on, it's just a fucking statue. Who's it hurting? I know. But they basically... I felt like the townspeople, the people in the village had the witch as a scapegoat for everything. Yes, she was a scapegoat for their problems with their husband, their financial situation, their poverty, everything. But that's classical and, witch yeah. business. Like yeah. that's how witches have been treated over history. Exactly. So it's kind of like they're just falling in line with all this stupid shit that's been happening to witches right Exactly. And then you have that big what was it, a tsunami or something that came through? Hurricane or a landslide? It was some yeah, it was a landslide, you're right. It. That totally decimated the village. Mm-hmm. And um, we guessed... I was confused in the beginning. I was like, did the witch's mother die in that landslide? And then she was... A, then the daughter was alone? Or did... Because then no. later on, there that door they couldn't open. Her body was laid there. Which I fucking knew the whole time. Me I'm too. like, it's not going to be gold. It's going to be like Buffalo Bill with the crazy... Like the dead lady in there. Yeah. Like... Yeah. So I, I and they said they she padlocked the door in there, so I wasn't sure. But anyway, after this, this is a rip off. Yeah, this is the fucking horror film with Buffalo Bill, who's a transsexual who kept his mother in the locked room. Yep. So, but I don't need to say anything about this anymore. Influences, but um, the witch is presumed dead, and the daughter takes the becomes the new witch, mm-hmm. and she just lives up in a hill. And then you're introduced to these other characters. You have Jocinia, um, Monroe. Is that his name, Monroe? Monroe, uh-huh. Monroe, Lassimi? Lassimi? Louise May. Louise, Louise well, we May. don't get Louise May's perspective, No, we, we never get Louise May's perspective. But he's the central thread. Yeah. Throughout the entire story, he's the central thread, which, which I found interesting yeah i really thought that i'm, I'm surprised at how much like airtime brando got mm-hmm. and never from Luis me because i was really like his mother's fucked up chabela she's yeah she's fucked up she well, runs she's a, a brothel she's a runs a brothel a former prostitute yeah. now running a brothel and his uh, father was a piece of shit that was in and out of prison and then died of aids unfortunately um so he doesn't have a presence a real parental presence but other than that like, what fucked him up so bad? That's what I was very curious about. Like, what... The pills. But how did that happen, too? The witch gave it to him. Because, okay, Louis May is struggling with his sexuality and the fact that he is gay. And is, is this... Okay, let me go back. First of all, <laughs> Sorry. I hate how everybody's just like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck people and ask get sucked off, but no homo. No, but no like, homo. Yes! Yes, that's what I was trying to get back to. So it's okay... 
in this town, like the corporation has came in and basically they built what are, I think is an oil factory refinery or whatever. And you have truckers going back and forth in this village. And the only way that the people who live there can make money is to sell their own homemade goods or to, um, become the girls become prostitutes. The man needs to work for the corporation, but a lot of, or else they, they just lay about and drink. So yes, drinking is heavily in this, um, particular story too. A ton of drugs. A ton of drugs, a ton of drinking. So this entire village just escapes basically. They drink, they drink and they fuck. That's all they do. They drink and they fuck. And they're all horribly depressed. And they're all horribly depressed and fucked up. And, um, they, they don't even care who they fuck. (laughs) It it could be men. It could be women. They don't care. But if it's men, no homo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like they literally groups of boys will go to the witch's house to fuck. And she would give them pills and she would give them um, drugs and concoctions and, and all this stuff. Off. And like, suck them it off. Was a and it was just like Sodom and Gomorrah in the best yeah. way that it could be for a teenager. Like, yeah. That's the jackpot for like yeah. a teenager that and, wants to find trouble. And that's basically what probably happened to him. Because remember, his life wasn't hard. His grandmother taught he shit sunshine. And, you know, his cousin was pissed off about that because she was jealous. Like, she was so jealous. She was yeah. like, he is a fuckwit and you can't see he's a fuckwit. And therefore, I fucking hate him. <laughs> and I was just like, but I, I yeah. found like the grandmother's attitude toward him just because he was a son was. Yeah, her own son. Typical. Really of his father and then yeah. race mate. Yeah. Both of the men. The men. Yeah. Typical. Like, kind of that old school hispanic mentality of or latino sorry um of like the men women just like doting on the doting men on them. Yep. they can do whatever the fuck they want but then their daughters are taught to serve and the yeah. same thing happened to my aunts my aunts were taught that my uncles could do whatever the fuck they wanted but my grandmother would make sure that my aunts knew how to cook and clean and serve their father and all of their brothers like, yeah that is fucking messed up but that's that old school like mentality. mentality and that's the mentality he, she had with her grandson and therefore he kind of just did what he wanted and he ended up in a relationship with the witch and okay. you know just the fucking around and the doing what he wants he just got hooked on those pills he got hooked on those pills and that that was his strife in life because he said the pills stopped him from from thinking about too much about things yeah so and he liked that where he was just zoned out all the damn time I don't know. All I know is that, like, everyone is so fucked up. By the time the priest comes in, I'm like, yep, they need Jesus. Yes, they need to go to church. Like, you know how fucked up it is when I'm siding with the priest. I'm like, yes, everybody needs to go into the fucking house of God and get their shit straight because I've had it. I've had enough. This entire story was, like, yeah, from beginning to end, it was... I don't recommend this book. I don't re- Okay, so I recommend it for the sheer fact that it is good writing. It, it's fucked up, and it's happening. This is happening. In this places, is happening all around. Yes, this it's is. It's not. It, it's not it's, just a Mexican problem. Yeah, it's everywhere. Like you yep. see even in America too. Like a big company goes in, decimates the local population, and that if you are crippled by um, working for that company, you drink yourself to death. Like it just. It's. It's a very um, persistent problem around the world. So read it because its perspective 
and it'll uh, remind you that you're probably the 1%, (laughs) but at the same time, um, don't read it if you want somebody to root for. Yeah, there was no one to root for in this story. I couldn't Mm -hmm. even root for the 13-year-old because she was just as fucked up. Yeah, oh my God, the fucking, (laughs) her stepfather raping her. Yeah. And all that, and then her being all fucked up in the head, being like, oh my God, I enjoy this, but holy shit, this is my mom's boyfriend. Boyfriend, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I, there was no one to root for. I was like, wait, maybe the cousin. Was it? No, I didn't root for her. I couldn't root for her because she should have let her hatred go and like try to build something with her life. Yeah. There was no one to root for in this story. I would have liked the witch's point of view. I would have liked her point of view too. I would have really liked her point of view. Do you have anything else to say about this book? Like, um, you, you know, I'm gonna read my notes, but it's all just yeah, me read your swearing. Notes, Let's see, all that winding up, and the witches still end up dead. Yeah, yeah. like they really wound them up, up. like really yeah. built them up, and they're like within the first chapter, they're both dead. And let's see, oh, well, originally before I thought that the old witch was in that bedroom, I was saying, please let it be Lucer- Lucifer Morningstar himself, and he's hungry for vengeance. So I was hoping that too. Like, oh. I was like, please make that be like the pit of hell. And they open that door and they all freaking die. I was, I was praying for the devil to actually have a presence in this book. Because so when I read this and I sent it as a suggestion, I thought it was going to be one of those cool, like Latino um, supernatural kind Me of. Me too. Actually, when I like, read the insert on it. That's what I thought it was. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, there's demons, some spirits, some some witches, some love. (laughs) This does not match the description. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, The nursery rhyme that Norma read about the Sunday seven. The Sunday seven, yeah. That's what I thought this book was going to be. Me too. And then, wait, I was like, she was like, he has a hump on the back and he has a hump on the front. And she was like, I don't know how she got pregnancy out of that. I think just the visual. The visual? Just the visual of him having a big belly. Oh. And that's the Sunday 7. That's the Sunday 7. I won't call pregnancy Sunday 7 now. I laugh my dick off when they're like, who ruined my song by saying Sunday? Sunday. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that was funny. Yeah, like, I really, I stopped taking notes because everyone's so, like, it's just so depressing. I'm just like, okay, fucking pour this person, pour that person, but I hate them, but pour them, like. But this is the reality when you're in a very poor place with no way out. Like, there's no way out for these people. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? I know, there's no. and drink. Education. There's no money to be had if you're mm-hmm. not old enough to go to whatever company there is. And yeah, I don't know. It's depressing. It's very depressing. I finished this book yesterday and I, I was like, I'm so glad it's done. And now our next book needs to be more uplifting. That's because, my challenge to you. Yeah, because I'm choosing the next book. That's right. It needs to, I'm going to find something uplifting because. <sighs> So I think Leslie Neka Arima is um, Nigerian American. Yes. And then um, Kai Miller is Jamaican. Jamaican. And then um, this was Mexico. Mexico. So shoot for Europe or Asia and give me something with like a bouncy C because I can't. <laughs> I can't have another depressing because Leslie Neka Arima, at least hers, 
It's food for thought. It's fucked up enough to get you thinking, but not enough to bring you down. It's still yeah. uplifting. And this is a thing, though. Like, we're going to fall into this pattern because this, the stories of a person of color is traumatizing. Yeah. There's a lot of trauma inherent in our stories. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you won't find the uplifting story. You're going to find That's the true. trauma. So, um, I... I don't know. I'm thinking of like looking at a romance book or looking at a sci-fi book or looking at a mystery book. You know, or I, I do looking love a sci-fi. At, I love fiction as a genre. Mm-hmm. I love fiction. You know that. Mm-hmm. But I think in order for us to um, find something a little more uplifting, we're going to have to go beyond this genre. Sure. Because... And especially now where we have more prevalent books of people of color, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting a voice, yes. liter- literally. So, literary. So, a literary voice. I don't know why I said that like four times. Literally and literary. I know. Li- yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> My accent was messing those two words up. But we're getting a voice that way. So, of course, we want our stories out there. And a lot of them are traumatizing. Mm-hmm. So... I'm definitely going to look beyond our fiction genre for for our next for our next one cuz I know, need I need something uplifting. This I mean that like while she like skirts a lot of the things like she like skirted narcos or gueros she um like she got into the violence against women but she didn't play into all these missing Mexicans because it's just known that there are like hundreds yep. of Mexican, Mexican women mi- that missing. are just fucking missing. Yep. So I, I like that she brought a voice to um, small town characters instead of going for um, things that have been spoken about. Yeah. Because it's now, thank God, common knowledge that there's a bunch of Mexican women missing, a bunch of indi- indigenous women I'm missing. missing. Um, everybody knows about the wars because that's been glorified and um, almost um, blessed because of movies and TV uh-huh. shows yep. that are glorifying this stuff. So it's good to have her shine a spotlight on uh, small towns and what goes on there because you don't see much about just the life of an individual. You yes, know? exactly. Exactly. I don't know if I'm saying yeah. this right, but yeah. Um, I recommend this book because of... No, I don't recommend this book. I'm sorry. This It's a heavy book. It's very heavy. It's heavy book. If I if you like heavy, read it. If you don't, skip it. I don't right. recommend it. I still stay in that. I think it's an important book. Yes, for, that's a great way to yeah, say it. It's an important book. But, oh God, it was triggering for me. Yeah. I can't recommend it. Like, if you don't want to be upset... So I was, you said that you were glad that this is over because now you can move on. I was like, that's how I bargained with myself. I'm like, okay, I can't pick back up um, Crazy Rich Asians, the trilogy, until I finish this again. (laughs) So now I finally get to go home and finish the trilogy tonight. You should have done Crazy Rich Asians. I know that. Have you read all of three of them? I am on the second one. Oh my god! Okay, so I just finished the second, and I'm at the end of the third. Like I just flew through them. They're mm-hmm. so feel good. But I think that's like, I love feel good. But at the same time, 
how am I going to get perspective on my own culture or other people's culture yeah. if we stay to the feel good level? Like how? Of course, really? of course. I am very so, much, but I'm just saying that because the last three books we've done oh, has, no, been, I 100% has been heavy. Though. I need something light now. No, 100% agree. So yeah, I, I recommend it in that it, it, for perspective. Yeah, definitely like, for perspective. It's not a beach read. No, it's not. Don't bring this on your vacation. And don't put it down. Like, read it in one shot. This is why I say this. There's no, there's hardly any periods in this book. And when you put it down, it's hard to get back into the flow. I tell you, so I chose this book to try to stop using bookmarks. <laughs> well, it has done its job. It's <laughs> Now I can remember the page and where on the page. Because that's how little punctuation there is. I don't know. Yeah. We need to wrap this up, though. All right. Because I don't think we have any more to say. I don't have like, any more to say either. Good to say. Um, well, guys, give this a ch- give it a chance if you like heavy. If you don't like heavy, don't give it a chance. It is an important book, so you should read it in the fact that it brings perspective to um, small town Mexican culture, mm-hmm. or um, especially uh, were they indigenous. Um, I don't think so because she made a point to say that Norma had indigenous features. Oh, okay. So yeah, think... that's right. Yeah. I I'm not sure, not. but it's it's very, very small, like village type yes. town. Um, so definitely give it a try for that. Um, I'm going to see if I can look into the author, another author, one of her other works mm-hmm. to see if it's any better. I just hope it doesn't have that period thing, the no period thing. That, I'm sorry, that irritated me so much in this book. It so... irritated me so much in this book. I didn't realize how much I love periods till now. I didn't know how much I loved indents and enters until, like... I know, like... Oh, I miss a paragraph. You know what? That's that's yeah. your standard for the next yeah. book. I don't give a fuck what it's about, but if you see paragraphs... I would be so happy. reading it. Because, oh. yeah, I miss a paragraph. I miss a... And I'm like, is she a millennial? She looks very young. Yeah, she looks very long. I'm like, but is she again, millennial or Gen Z? I feel like she's a Gen Zer because... <laughs> because, of, because of the wind writing style. You know what? I'm inclined to disagree only because there are capitals. Oh, yeah, there are capitals. There's yeah. capitals in yeah. this, so I So assume. she might be a millennial. She might be our age. Yeah. Okay, so like top three... So, if, ladies and gentlemen, if this is, if you're into bestiality, no. pedophilia, and you're anti-woman, boy, have we got the book for you. <laughs> it's Hurricane Season by Fernanda Melkor. <sighs> oh, God. Everyone's terrible. Terrible things happen to these terrible people. And you're going to be depressed. That's my pitch. That's my pitch for this book. My pitch for this book is... If you're into no com, if you're into commas and semicolons and barely any periods, give this book a chance. If you like Catcher in the Rye, have we got something for you? No, this is not even on the same level. Fuck Catcher in the Rye, man. This no, but we Catcher gotta get Catcher in the Rye. Is I'm not such doing a this here. Book. It's terrible. Who cares about the inner ramblings of a stupid teenager? No one, and that's the gloriousness no, of it. It's so bad. I'm not. <laughs> I'm very anti-book burning between this book and Catcher in the Rye, though. I she's could like, be swayed. I, she's, she's like, I'm starting a pile. <laughs> I'm starting a fucking burn pile. So do you hate, um, what's his name? God, he did Breakfast of Champions. Ugh, I don't know. God, what's his name? I don't know. I recognize the name. Breakfast of Champions. What is his name? 
I don't know, but oh my god, it's <laughs> gonna irritate me. Oh my goodness, I I mean, we're gonna have dead time while you look up this Kurt app. Vonnegut. I hate Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, so that means you don't like Paula Newick either. I hate Planet. Okay, or Paula Newick. I or don't whatever know how to say his name. Invisible Monsters is my all-time favorite it's book. It's terrible. It's such. <laughs> so I have realized <laughs> she does not like anything that. So you don't like um, Murakami either. I love Murakami. How the fuck do you like Murakami? I don't like those others. Because it doesn't have that Is it the magical realism? It's the magical realism. It doesn't have that grittiness to it. Because I don't... Like, that American gritty kind of style. Like, if you... If I feel like you could have partied with, like, Warhol, then I'm not interested in you. Because Ah. it's like... I, I just... It's... To me, all of them are spoiled, rich, white people that do pills and have things that they call adventures or awakenings, but it's just this drug-induced brain frenzy. And that's exactly why I like it. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Because they're living an experience I'll never get to live. So, okay, I get that. (laughs) But But also, for me, like, for example, is the audacity for me. Is the audacity of... Of their character. That's Let exactly. me tell you, yes. Paula Newick wrote an entire book about women getting off on dildos, okay? And how, because women were the, the beasts in the society, they were taking care of everything and in charge and they were making more money and all this stuff. And the thing that stopped them in the track was fucking dildo. This glorious ass dildo that enslaved all these women, okay? And I was just Hold like, on. And Hold I was on. just like, and wait, no, wait. And it gets better. And this woman uh, fell in love with the creator of the dildos. And then she decided that she was going to create the e- dildos. I create something even more better that will enslave everyone, not just women. Okay, so I used to say and that if there was a fictional um, device that I wish could be real, it used to be the Babble Fish from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh-huh. Because how fucking cool would it be that you could understand everybody? Everywhere. Everybody, everywhere. Now I think I want this heavenly dildo. Yeah, that enslaves everybody. Yeah, it's the most glorious, fucking audacious book, and I'm just like, I can't believe you had me sitting here reading about a fucking dildo that enslaved the world. But aren't you mad about that? No, it was what? It was such good writing. That, it was see, such that's good my writing. Problem. You you hit it on the head. It's the audacity and the entitlement. Like, I fucking hate it. Like, because in my mind, I'm very, like, my brain is organized. I don't need to. So, it's, okay. Have you ever watched The Mindy Project? Yes, I love The Mindy Project. Danny Castellano is me. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm I Mindy. knew it. I knew it when he said, I don't have to be in the mood to do something. I just do it. That is, that's my personality. Like, I'm very... Like, I'm not by the book because I'm fairly radical and that I'm into, like, marijuana smoking and liberation for everybody and, like, uh-huh. that kind of thing. But I still fucking love rules. And I, I feel these pressures to do the right thing for the betterment of my friends and family and loved ones and things like that. So to, like, have these horribly entitled people and their stupid, <laughs> stupid little baby back bitch thoughts for 300 <laughs> pages. Why? Uh, you're going to read this book. Trust me. It's so good. Like the dildo one, I'm curious about. <laughs> like, you know, it's so good. Or about the story about the little girl in hell, and that's her entire life. She is in hell. She does not know why she, out of everybody, 
else in the world is in hell, but she ends up, it turns out that she is the herald of the coming of the end of the fucking world. <gasps> I and love hell that taking for her. Over. Who exactly. is that? Paula Newick. Is it? I'll yes. try again. Okay. I'll try again. You're just not reading the right things. Maybe not. Think. Maybe not. But I fucking hated Invisible Monsters. I only made it like 100 pages in. I'm like, I'm putting this goddamn down. Okay. So this is... Okay. So I'm having... So we've gone down this path. I have one last question. <laughs> and I think there will... After this question, there will be no secrets between us. I okay. Feel. Do you like Clockwork Orange? Yes. Fuck! Why? Why? <laughs> I don't understand. Why? It's just a bunch of fuckwit kids who weren't given the ability to do what they want. Like, because the thing about Clockwork Orange is <gasps> isn't the fact that they were given the ability that they could do what they want. It's the fact that they do do what they want in a society that tells them that they have to do things in a certain way. Why can't they garden or something? Why can't they sing? (laughs) Anything but drugs, raping women, trashing a millionaire's apartment? Like, come on. Okay, I don't like the events of what happened in A Clockwork Orange, but I like what the story was supposed to represent. I bet you like Scarface too. No, I fucking hate Scarface. Thank God. Ladies and gentlemen, we're ending on a good note. We agree (laughs) on something. Support your local libraries. Yes, please do. God love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.